Welcome to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. This is the place where we talk to people who have had weight loss surgery and successfully kept the weight off. We learn what to expect before and after surgery. We uncover the tips and tricks that will make you a success. And now, here's your host, Dan Abley. Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute and tell you, if there's one interview that you listen to on the, this podcast, I'm going to recommend that you listen to this one. Jenna was a great interviewee. She was very honest, forthcoming, and she talked about something that a lot of people who've had surgery on the boards, forums, etc., don't want to necessarily hear about. It's a struggle emotionally before and after weight loss surgery. And I wanted just to take a second and tell Jenna, uh, thank you again for your time. And uh, we're going to do a follow-up interview with Jenna at some time in the, in the future and, and uh, delve a little bit more in depth on a few of the topics that were kind of brushed over. But again, Jenna, thank you so much for your time. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Today, our guest comes from Norway. Jenna had gastric bypass five years ago. She has lost 190 pounds. She looks better, feels better, and lives a healthier life than she has in a long time. While she looks and feels better, like most weight loss surgery patients, Jenna has experienced emotional changes. Before we talk about that, I want to know what it's like to have surgery in Norway. Jenna, tell us a little bit about yourself and the process leading up to surgery. Okay. Um, well, I tried to get surgery in the States, and I was pretty much told over and over that, you know, I was young and I should try to lose weight by myself, and I didn't have insurance, so that didn't help. And then when I moved to Norway, I was here. I was here quite a while before I even got a doctor because there's a long process with residency. And then when I got a doctor, I went into my first visit ever and he said, you're really fat. Have you considered weight loss surgery? <laughs> I was like, wow, you're blunt. <laughs> but yes, I have. Thank you. So He um, really said that. He said. Yeah, they're quite blunt wow. with English here because it's okay. not their language. So you have to, I was, yes. you have to try not to be offended. Yeah. But. Hey, he was, it was true. So, uh, I told him, yeah, I've been trying for years. What do I have to do? He's like, get it, <laughs> you know, just let's do it. I was like, oh my God, let's do it. And that was that. That's all it took. You are kidding me. And I'm not kidding. They, they have socialized medicine in Norway, right? Yes. All surgeries so are free. Wow. And what, how long did the process take from him saying, let's do it to actually getting on the table? I believe it was in June and my surgery was scheduled for August. But then because the surgeons here go on rotation in all of the Scandinavian countries, uh, there was a problem. So I had to wait until the surgeons came back in November. So about, you know, four months, five months. <laughs> so this is off topic, but the surgeons actually get like a three month vacation. Um, no, it's more that they they were performing surgeries in other countries because okay. oh, they I only gotcha. have the best. Like, there's only a limited amount of doctors. And they go to all the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Wow, that is uh, quite amazing. And so, leading up to surgery in the U.S., at least there are 
different hurdles. There are things like psychological evaluation. Mm -hmm. There are six-month diets that are typically required by insurance that you need to follow beforehand. There is counseling. Oftentimes, surgeons will ask that you join support groups even before you get on the surgery table. Did you have to do any of that? Absolutely nothing. Wow. And <laughs> so my question then would be, did you feel prepared? Did you feel a little bit overwhelmed or scared? No. How, how did that I was so excited. I had been researching for years. I was as prepared as I was going to get. I'm no stranger to surgery, so having an operation didn't scare me at all. For me, it was just a feeling of finally, you know, I'm going to be able to have a life. Mm -hmm. Because I was very big my entire life. So for me, just the feeling of being a normal person for the first time in my life, and especially in my early 20s, was just mm -hmm. incredible. Do you remember how heavy you were and maybe your BMI leading up to surgery? Yeah, my highest weight was about 350-something pounds. Mm -hmm. um, my BMI was, I think, almost 60. It was really bad. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And what do you weigh today? I'm currently around 170. I jump between oh, 165 and 170. My lowest weight was 159. And tell me after surgery with it being in Norway, what was the support like? Is it fairly a, a fairly common procedure out there? Do you have anybody becoming, to talk to? Yeah, it's becoming very, very common. Uh, and the most common surgery they're doing now is the sleeve. Um, I had a full gastric bypass because I was so big. But I've noticed that in the past probably two years, the amount of surgeries has just skyrocketed. I mean, my best friend here, who's also American, had a surgery a year ago. And and it was just, uh, I was kind of jealous because the big difference I noticed between my surgery and hers, mine being the bypass, hers being sleeve, is that her weight came off gradually and she had no extra skin. And it mm -hmm. was... I was just like, that's not fair, because <laughs> I lost all my weight in 10 months. Yeah, it's very, very quick. Yeah, and it was it, it leaves you with a fat suit, you know? Mm -hmm. Can't quite take it off. So, But the good thing is, you know, if we need to have skin removal surgery, we just go in and get it. So that's, that's great. Yeah, that's a plus. That's really cool. Is that something that you're considering? Yes, but that's not something I'm going to do until I'm done having kids. I have one daughter, but I don't see the point in doing it and then ruining it, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. I think that's a wonderful experience. I wish it was that easy in the U.S. to go through the process. So what I want to do is, is you've definitely experienced some emotional changes, and we haven't talked about this prior to the interview, but I, I'd like to know and kind of get a feel for uh, your experience. What yes. what happened emotionally? Well, I think the one of the hardest things for me was, like you said, about support groups. I've never been to a support group. They do have them, but they're in Norwegian. So for me, that was just kind of not pointless. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. really know what they're talking about. Um, but I think on on an emotional level, the hardest thing for me was learning 
was literally learning to be a new person. And Mm -hmm. I had a lifetime of habits to break. You know, I was always a wallflower. You know, I was taught to blend in. You know, if I keep myself away, I won't get made fun of, things like that. So for a long time, I had a lot of anger issues. Like if people would talk to me, I would be like, you know, why are you being nice to me? Six months ago, you wouldn't even be talking to me right now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you feel Did you feel after surgery that more people were friendlier to you, that they talked to you more just because of the way you looked? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, and, and that was extremely hard to deal with because in your head, you're the same person. And it's it's a horrible feeling to literally watch people treat you nicer simply because you look different. And it was also a kind of feeling of why are these guys looking at me? Why are these people smiling at me? You know, why are people telling me I'm pretty? And and it's to this day, you know, I still have a lot of emotional and I would even say like psychological body issues because the person I see in the mirror is not the person that I see looking at pictures of myself. It's like, are you serious? Is that what I look like? Because in my head, I'm still the same 360 pound girl. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's, it's really hard to accept the new person that you are because that's, you've never been this person. And I have a lot of trouble accepting myself because even after all I've been through and all I've done, I'm still in a way not good enough. I could be thinner. I could wear smaller pants and I could, you know, the worst thing is the extra skin because you are literally skin and bones, like no joke. And you still look like you have rolls on your stomach and people you think, are people looking at me? Do they think I'm fat? But it's just skin, but they don't know that. And it's, it's damaging. It really is. So you still, even though you've lost all this weight, you still, inside as you're walking around, you feel big. You feel overweight still. Absolutely. I, I, absolutely. There's no other way to say it. I still find myself doing little things that I did when I was bigger. Like, I won't sit in plastic chairs. Uh, I've broken many (laughs) in my day. So I, I have a deep fear of plastic chairs, you know, I still turn to get by people or or I turn to get through small places because in my head, you know, I know I don't fit through there, even though, of course, I do. I still feel if someone looks at me, they're judging every little thing about me. And even other things like if someone doesn't sit next to me on the bus, I like immediately revert back to big me. And I'm thinking, wow, you're a jerk, you know, you, you won't even sit next to me, is it that bad? And those are the thoughts that I had when I was bigger. So it's uh, it's really hard. Yeah. And you mentioned anger as, as being an emotion that pops up a lot. Is it primarily anger? Are there other feelings that are involved? As far as what? I mean, so when someone knew maybe looks at you or smiles at you or or you get attention that you didn't receive before 
it generally creates anger, it sounds like. Well, it right? was, yeah, and it, more towards the beginning when I had just lost the weight, which, you know, like I said, was less than a year, so it was really fresh. That was a lot of anger because it was like, how do you have the audacity to talk to me now? You know what I mean? But now I'm I'm used to the attention. You know, I've I've come to terms with yes, people tell me I'm pretty and and everything like that. But there's still a, a very large part of me that doesn't believe them. It's like, what are you trying to get? And and I think that also stems from the fact that I've never had attention my entire you know teenage and and young adult life. I never received any sort of attention. So. I, it's hard for me to understand what someone wants. Why would they possibly be talking to me? It's right. Yeah. It's it's a whole new life. It, in, it in really the is the way people. Yeah. Has it changed over? You know, it's been five years since mm-hmm. your transformation. It sounds like it got a little bit easier getting adjusting to the attention after that first year. But how has it changed? Has it gotten any better? Yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten good. Uh, I still have a lot of issues if if I'm around people who are smaller than me or I just think I'm bigger than them. I kind of like turtle into my little shell that I would do before to to protect myself and I will find myself not participating in things or just going back to old habits to prevent any sort of embarrassment or humiliation that may happen um but those kind of things i kind of have to check myself and just be like you know jenna stop like you have no reason to do that because those are bad habits that bring you back to the person that got that way in the first place that it's it's a really bad place to go those are the things that if you do not talk to yourself and tell yourself that is not who you are anymore. You are better than that. That's the only way to keep yourself in check. But it is not easy. Yeah, I can't even imagine. No. Have you talked to a therapist or a, a psychologist or anybody about this? I have, actually. Um, I've talked to a few because they are important things that need to be resolved. Um, and, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, it, it was very deep rooted issues. But the therapy, I, I actually recommend that anyone who has surgery for whatever their reason may be talks to a therapist after, because there are things that need a third eye. Someone has to tell you how you sound, what you're doing to yourself, because you're not capable of, of really understanding the, like the mental scars you're inflicting on yourself. It's true. So therapy you, is extremely important. Yeah. And you've probably lived most of your life with a lot of these scars and really not even knew it. Not. Yeah. I mean, the scars that I have acquired throughout my life were are too immense to ever handle on my own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Before actually having the surgery... You did your research, and there's a lot of great information online, and there's forums and Facebook groups, etc. Were you prepared for this kind of feeling at all? Did you have any sense that this would be difficult to handle? No. 
in that sense, I was not prepared. I thought I was. I thought, you know, you think what you see. Oh, great. I'm going to be skinny. Life's going to be great and everyone's going to love me. I had no idea the things that I was going to go through. And especially considering I went through them alone because for the first, you know, roughly four years, I was the only one I knew that had surgery. So it was, it was quite a slap in the face to realize the reality of, of what I did. It's not all rainbows and sunshine. It's, it's rough. It's really, really hard to strip away the person that you know and that you are and, and that you were. It's, it's, I don't think it's something that you really can prepare for. As much as you read, as much as you talk to someone who's been there, it will never be the process that you go through. Everybody goes through their own separate experience. And, and that is something that people need to understand. Your, your experience will never be in any way the same as anyone else's, be it emotionally or complications or anything that you may have. And it's, it's something that you, I think that, that if, if people are considering the surgery, I think that is one of the most important things that someone can tell them is that be prepared for the unknown because it's going to happen and it's scary. Jenna, on a regular basis, how often do you think about your weight today? I mean, are you thinking about it at least once a day? All day, every day. It's, it's, uh, it's not something that, that you can get away from. I mean, every day you look in the mirror, every time you take a shower, you see it. You are, you are a literal walking ghost of the person you were. Our skin is a reminder. I mean, literally, it is just always there. And it's, it's, it's traumatizing in a way because it's like I said, you know, I, I'm always, I'm this skinny little thing, but I'm still in my fat suit. It's, it's very, it can become obsessive. It really can. And that's scary. I went through a a long period of being very obsessed with not so much losing weight, but I would say, maintaining and I, I think that's even worse than the losing stage is the maintaining stage because that's where the obsession starts and I still deal with it all the time I go on little uh I have to there's no other way to say than crash diets where I will notice that I've gained weight and I will then lose 10 pounds in 10 days and that's very dangerous and it's not very smart, but those are the things that happen when you become obsessed with with who you mm-hmm. become. Yeah. Do you think after you do kind of finish having children, do you think if you were to have surgery and some of that skin was removed, do you think that would help you on a day-to-day basis kind of shed your old self? 
from an emotional standpoint, or is that something that it's way deeper than that? I've actually thought a lot about that um, because I feel like if I have the skin removed, it would be wonderful on like an aesthetic level and a comfort level. But I would be lying if if I said that I wouldn't then pick apart the scars and the lumps and Mm -hmm. it could still be flatter or, you know, things could be lifted a little better. And, and that scares me because I think, I think it it would make me feel like no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. And I think that's one more thing that really would stop me from doing it in the first place. Because prior to yeah. oh, go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say prior to surgery, what was your emotional state like as as it related to your weight? Were you constantly aware of your weight constantly? Was it a constant battle for you before surgery? Yeah, I mean I was always aware of my weight because I was heavy since I was a very little girl and nobody lets you forget how big you are. And you always hear the same things like, Oh, you're growing the wrong way. And, or, or the worst, you have such a pretty face, you know, or you're so funny. It's it's like everyone, there's no way to get around knowing how big you are. And, and the emotional trauma of that is, massive and and it's a vicious cycle you just get bigger the more you hear it yeah no i i think what you're saying is something that doesn't get talked about enough and what would you what would you your advice be for someone going through the process is this something that everyone should expect can they prepare for it for the surgery yeah not i mean the emotional changes in the ability to adapt to an entire new persona, not necessarily persona, but an entire new life after surgery. Is this, what kind of advice would you give for someone that is going through the process of weight loss surgery and maybe is very early post-operative? I think one of the most important things is to to sit and think about yourself and try to understand what type of person you are because this is something that I feel you have to be very strong to deal with and you have you may not be aware of the emotions that will come out of you and I think it really another thing that influences a lot as far as what happens after surgery is if you were big your whole life, if you gained weight recently, I think the emotional standpoint of someone who is big their whole life is completely different than it would be for someone who may have been big for, say, the past five years. They know what it's like to be a normal person. They may be much more comfortable going back to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think if you want to have the surgery – go for it. I will never tell anyone it was a bad decision. It's the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. But you must know who you are. 
You must accept where you've been. That's important. You need to accept the fact that you were a big person, bad things happened to you, and that is not who you are going to be anymore. And I think if you accept that, it makes the transition easier because I didn't. And I think that's why I suffered so much. But that would probably be my best advice. Jenna, when you were in the U.S., the surgeons that you met with or the doctors that you met with said you were too young. What was their reasoning for that? Were you too young because of the emotional changes? No, I always got the impression that it was more that I was young, so I could still lose weight easily on my own, and, you know, I should try harder or this and that. But, I mean, at that point, I was probably 300 and some pounds, and I had just had a baby. And, you know, it's it's. I think that they wanted me to try to lose weight on my own before I went to that next step. But I tried to tell them, you know, I didn't just get this way. How how much longer are you going to make me live my life like this? But it was it was a losing battle. And yeah. I yeah. How old are you out of curiosity? How old were you when you had surgery? I was 25. Yeah. And that's a tough I I mean at least for me my, my 20s were just it's a tough time. You're still kind of finding out who you are, if you went to college or even after that, you're trying to find your career, your way in life. And I can only imagine having a major change like that happen during, during your twenties would be very, very difficult to handle. Um, and that, I mean, that can totally be true for someone in their thirties or forties as well. Let me, let me ask you this, I mm-hmm. guess, do you have any tips or tricks? I, I, I don't want to kind of totally switch topics. Um, <laughs> Because I think, you know, we could probably sit here and talk about this forever. Yes. But first of all, I think it's commendable for you to kind of come forward and, and, and so eloquently tell us the changes that you went through because that's tough to do and it's tough to, for people to understand. And, and I'm sitting here listening to you and a lot of these interviews are all rosy and cheeky and, and happy, happy. And that's not the reality for everybody. And it it's tough. And yeah, and I think it's important to get that word out. Um, so I, I, I really don't want to change the topic. I do want to say thank you for, for bringing this forward. And if you have anything, kind of last words you'd like to tell us, I think ultimately it sounds like you know yourself well now and you're moving in the right direction and you're seeking therapy and hopefully getting ongoing therapy to kind of get through this. Is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I would just say that you have to, no matter what happens after your surgery, no matter what troubles you may have or what you may be going through, you have to understand that it is a part of what you've done. It you have to come to grips with the fact that it is not easy. It is not as you said all rosy. Um but if you can if you can understand that no matter what you may go through, the pros will always outweigh the cons and that things 
the further out you go, the longer you go, the, the more weight that comes off, you will see just regardless of anything, how incredible it is to live. And that if people are afraid of little things, like, oh, I won't be able to eat cake or I won't be able to drink a beer. You know what? I eat cake and drink beer at the same time. And I'm not ashamed to say that because you will still be a person. This is not an end all. You will live your life, but you will be living happier and healthier and most importantly, smarter. And if you feel that this is something that will improve your life and improve the quality of life of people around you, because that's something extremely important too. The way you are affects everyone around you. Just do it. Just bite the bullet, do it, and just enjoy your life. That is what I would tell people. It's worth Jenna, it. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, you've done an amazing job of explaining kind of what you've gone through and you've done such a great job of kind of summarizing things and wrapping it up. And I think it's clear that it's definitely been something that has improved your life, but it is not an easy journey, not at all. And it's an ongoing journey. And, um, as is life, I think. Yes. So Jenna, thank you so much for your time today. You're we very welcome. Very much appreciate it. It was very fun. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for listening to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. As always, check out the before and after photos from today's interview on obesitycoverage.com. If you'd like to be interviewed for an upcoming podcast, email us at info at obesitycoverage.com. Remember, it's never too late to get healthy.